Aaron, you've come from the United States with a lot of aid. Tell us about it. What have you brought? We brought donations of, of medical equipment, like, for example, um, tourniquets and bandages and power bars and here's the Lear bandage. I don't know what it's called in English. And um, all kinds of medical supplies that, and things that the soldiers need in the field. The soldiers? The soldiers, mm-hmm. yes. And this is coming from out of your own pocket, or you've been able to get donations? So in the beginning, it came out of my own pocket, and people asked me what I'm doing, and I told them I'm going to Israel to donate to the soldiers and the frontline products that I bought. And they also showed an interest in also being part of the efforts. And they sent me, um, some people sent me products within 24 hours. I told them I needed it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I gave them a list of things. And then the others who couldn't send it right away, they said, how can we send some money? And I organized that they could send me some money to a charity that I'm working with in, his, in America. How much, how much did you come with? I came with six um, duffel bags of equipment, mm. plus, my, plus my backpack that I have with me. And it was very heavy, and it was a fortune of overweight. Now, overweight. a lot of people want to help. Uh, how, do they, how do you know where to bring it? Well, what I do is I have a lot of contacts because I spent a long time in the Army, uh, about seven, seven years, uh, with three different units. And I actually used to live in Israel not long ago. So we know a lot of I know a lot of friends here from and for example yourself, we know from um the Sertion from the Absorption Center. Fifty years and ago. So all these connections, each person is sending me someone else and everyone is showing tremendous love and care for the for the, for the Jewish people and the soldiers. And I told them, Look, what I'm doing is I'm I'm delivering with my brother Adam Schuster to the front line, not the second line, not the third line, the fourth line of defense, the front line of defense right on the border, in Gaza, in Rosh Nikra, in, in, in Matula, in Kiryat Shimone, and uh, days ago I was on the Golan Heights. And I'm giving it personally, personally to the um, soldiers in the field, because what happens with these big organizations is they're wonderful, and people are writing them checks and giving them money, but it's a big bureaucracy. They buy, uh, until they buy the stuff that they need, and until it gets shipped, and until it gets, goes through customs, and then it sits in warehouses, and until it gets distributed, sometimes it doesn't get distributed to the front line. Mm-hmm. And my, what I want to do is I want to give it right to the front line soldiers. And you cannot believe the, um, the, the, the caring and hugging and crying and the appreciation that these soldiers show when they see me come from, with, with my funny hat and my funny shirt, mm-hmm. and they... They give me they give me hugs. They haven't seen people. They haven't showered in two weeks. Hmm. They, they don't have they don't have basic things like a shaving kit, a shaving kit, or anything. You know, Aaron, you make it sound as if the Israeli army is poor and very badly equipped. Uh, I mean, and it's not. Yet, yet they, they are receiving this, and they want your help. They are. You're, you're right. It's not a bad army, but it's a big logistical nightmare because they're moving. This is the first time in history they're moving 350,000 mm-hmm. reservists. Mm-hmm. 350. It's never in the history. It's a logistical nightmare. And the army is a good army. It's a strong army. But until things get moving, it's like every other organization. It's too big. I felt. I felt it's better to have a grassroots organization where I can get in the car with my brother other friends that used to serve me in the Army 50 years ago, and get in the car and go places where other organizations aren't getting to. So, Aaron, what's it called? I mean, do you have an organization that has a name? and How can people help? It's, it's 
called Make a Difference Foundation, but I have an organization um, in Israel, in, in a mission charity, and people can make um, tax-deductible donations, and they'll get a receipt in the mail and a thank you note in the mail. And really, um, right, this thing just happened within three days. We're organizing it. And actually, it's an organization that's on the move. We're, we're, we're developing on the move, but we're very dynamic. We're a small group of people. No money goes to anybody but to the soldiers. Everything is going directly, directly to purchasing products and the soldiers. And everything is transparent. So it's very, very vital that we get things to the, to the soldiers because they're not on the front line I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the front line soldiers are in need of, desperate need of tourniquets. They don't have, no one has tourniquets. Really? Some of, them have, some of them have tourniquets, but they want two tourniquets. I'm going to give you a story, if you don't mind, about a story I heard in, um, in uh, Kibbutz Saad. I think it's called near Kibbutz Berry. They thought they were being attacked in Kibbutz Saab, and they, they heard some shooting, and they said, oh, it's shooting is regular. And then they heard more shooting, and they saw what was going on, and they, they, they closed themselves into their shelters. And they said to themselves, this is the end. They didn't have any weapons, nothing. This is the end. And what happened was a few people from an army unit, they took a tank without permission, and they went to the border. And these terrorists that saw this tank come up, this Merkavah tank, this Israeli tank, it's the best tank in the world, it scared them away. Really? This one, this one tank, it didn't get permission to drive the tank. These four soldiers took the tank and drove to the kibbutz. And because they took initiative, personal initiative, they saved this, this, this whole kibbutz. Now what happened was, once this kibbutz was saved, the people in the kibbutz ran to the kibbutz nearby, they bury, and they ran there in, in, in flip-flops to help these kibbutz people. And the, the kibbutz was destroyed, destroyed. They, they ran there, and they heard a lady yelling, my husband, my husband's dying, my husband's dying. And they said, well, let us in, we'll help. And she wouldn't let them in because they were dressed as, you know, in their, in, in their pajamas. They, were, they, didn't, they, they looked like she didn't see them as soldiers. And she said, she said, let us in, let us in, we'll help you, your, your husband. And she finally let him in, and, and she opened up the, um, the safe, the safe um, shelter, what it's called here in Israel. And they, they went in, and they found her husband with two arms blown off, wow. two arms blown off. And, and, the, and they, luckily, they had, they had tourniquets, not one tourniquet, they had a few. Luckily, they were able to put these tourniquets on this one, on the husband, one on each arm. And, and, and if they weren't there with two tourniquets, not enough one tourniquet, two tourniquets, he would have bled to death. Now in the north, in the north, I was, I used to be in Serkolani, in Roshanikra. I got to them and they said, look, we have tourniquets. We have each of us tourniquets, but we need two, two tourniquets for each one. I said, no problem. Here's a, here's a bunch of packets. I gave them 50. They said, I need, they said they need 30. I said, I can't give you 30 because I have to give it to other units. I, did, I can't just give it all for one minute. I have to give it out to everyone. So they said, okay, I gave them 15 packets, and I gave them big, three big packets with more bandages and more gauze and more um, triangles, they call them in Hebrew, mm-hmm. so that um, everybody had extra. And I said to them, look, if I can get more, I'm going to bring you more. I also gave them packets of energy drinks that they have, that they have as well. Oh, that's good. Okay, Aaron, uh, listen, we're going to have to cut it there. I uh, really appreciate this. Uh, but you- I appreciate everyone who's listening. This, I want to tell everyone who's listening, we went through hard times, and we're going to go through hard times again when everything hits the fan. Mm-hmm. But I want you to all know Israel's going to be stronger and stronger and more vibrant than ever, ever before. 